right, so it's been probably a little more than a year because it was I've, I've been out of Arizona for a year in March. I mean, maybe into March. Really? I think I think my last uh, day in Tucson uh, was like March fifteenth or something like that. So it's been a little while. So I don't remember the date we did that first one. It must have been January, February. I sent it to a friend recently because we were talking about podcast and he wanted to hear it. <clears throat> so I could tell you if you give me a second. <laughs> did he have any comments or uh, critiques? He never responded. <laughs> he never responded? <laughs> Is this the friend, he and his wife do a podcast themselves? No, this is... Um this is my buddy. He didn't respond? No. Let's sync up your phone to this right now, and let's give him a call. January 24th, 2019. There you go. It's a little over a year. Yeah. Well, hey, even if we make it once a year, that's pretty solid. That's pretty good. <laughs> Annual yeah. roadcaster. Annual roadcast casting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I left there, and... This has been an adventure up here, personally and professionally. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, you know. 2019 was interesting, for sure. Yeah. You know, had a cancer diagnosis. Beat the shit out of that. <laughs> um, what else happened? My son had a, uh, a um, device put in his heart to close a gap. Pretty simple procedure. Oh. Nothing too invasive. It was, um, what do they call it, a uh, catheter procedure. Uh-huh. So they go up, deploy the device, scoot it back out, in and out in like 30 minutes. I can't believe where we are medically at this point. Yeah. Can you check it out? No, no, no. I, th- I wanted to take it off the table so you don't hear it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so... That makes me start to think about things like nano machines and how far away we are from that type of technology. And this was a, a, a something my friend proposed to me maybe ten or fifteen years back. He thinks that our generation. I'm I'm a little older than you, but it will be the the last generation to not having mortality be on the table. Like, and I'm not talking about like whether an existential threat destroys mankind. But, like, maybe my kids, if I had kids, or their kids will will have licked death by then via nanomachines and things. Do you think that's a possibility? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've Not quite really that soon. I about that. Uh, maybe I don't know exactly what you mean. Well, uh, as far as, like, uh, death from old age or disease or, like, um, like if someone chops your head off, you, st- you still got to go. You're done. Yeah. But, but <laughs> like, uh just natural death that oh. he thinks that via nano machines and technology will essentially beat it at some point. Yeah, I mean, maybe at some point. No time. Nothing. No. Nothing soon. Yeah, we'll probably be long gone. You know. Yeah. If that's even a a thing, but there's probably some um, morality issues sure. around that. Maybe. Sure. It would be incredibly politicized. Yeah. And it would be very much for the elite to afford it. You know, like, not everybody can be immortal. No. Run out of space. We're already running out of space. Yeah. But, yeah. How's your son recovering? Everything smooth since? Oh, it was a quick recovery. He was a couple days. He visits the soccer camp the next week. How old is he? 
12. 12? Yeah. I remember 12. It was 12. weird how we caught it. Like, it was kind of off chance. Like, he had this... I was out of town. In fact, I was... It was the night after that... Or the night of the Albuquerque Dead and Company show uh-huh. in 2018. And, like, yeah, he was with his mom, and he had this panic attack, so she took him to the ER. You know, he was breathing real fast. Heartbeat was racing. He was kind of flush. So she was concerned, naturally. And they did an EKG. and was like, hey, you need to follow up with a cardiologist because we saw something, but we don't know what it is. So we did that, and they did, you know, some MRIs and stuff like that of his heart, and sure enough, he was born with this this gap. It's supposed to close when you're born, but it didn't. Is it, it and where is it? Like in the, just the walls? Uh, yeah, it's between two of the chambers. Wow. And, um, you know, when it's open, it allows blood to flow between the two chambers, which is not supposed to happen. Uh, but it wasn't, it's not a serious thing, at least at his age. Doc was like, he can do whatever he wants, keep playing, do whatever, no threats, whatever. So we waited until he was out of school and met with, uh, uh, you know, the, the children's cardiology surgeon or whatever he is over there. And he was in the hospital for a day and that was it. He's like, we got this, no yeah. problem. Yeah, it's quick. Wow. Painless. But I mean, if we would have found it then, he probably would have noticed some, some something would have been going on in his 20s or 30s. Yeah. Then he would have had to deal with it then. So that's good. It's this little device. It's made of Gore-Tex. It's got stainless steel ribbing. Um, Is he going to have trouble with uh, TSA? No. No, he no, shouldn't. <laughs> um, and it just goes in there and, like, it's supposed to, well, it does its job. So, like, uh, it's, like, sandwiched in there. Mm-hmm. And then the heart tissue is supposed to kind of grow over it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Just adapt. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's really cool. Anything else in 2019 of note? Mm. I mean, this is almost no. could be a, a, a year in review of note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can almost be a year in review because we're still close to the beginning of 2020. Sure, yeah. I mean, not really, you know. I just figured, I thought 2019 could just fuck right off. Yeah, you're done with that. Yeah, totally done <laughs> well, with I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you're good. Yeah, thanks. You too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing really myself, though. I mean, other than just trying to come to co- you know grips with this giant change. Yeah, other than moving up here. Yeah. You know, two-day drive from Tucson. <laughs> it, yeah, I think, I don't think I've done it in a day yet. Natalie just did around Christmas time to see her family. Wow. Yeah, she, because um, a buddy of mine flew up here. Stayed for a few days, then flew out to the East Coast to see a friend, then came back here for Christmas Day, and then they left the next day. He and, and Natalie drove back mm-hmm. to Arizona together. Wow. Yeah. No, I would not want to do that drive in one day. Well, I'm going to do it in the summer. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to Boulder. Dead and Company's coming back for <laughs> Friday, Saturday. So I'm going to get in the car, and I'm going to drive my two little ones, and we're going to come up and hang out for a couple of days. Oh, that's really fun. I per- I like the drive. Yeah. Right here. You go through northeast. Oh, it's a pretty, Arizona. it's a pretty Super drive. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Once you get north of Albuquerque, <laughs> it's a lot nicer. I'm not a fan of Albuquerque. No, like a couple times I went through. I don't through. know who is. I, and if there are, I want to meet them <laughs> just to get it, the feel yeah. for them. I was. Uh, it's it's become something of a, a sore point between, with Natalie and I too. Like every time we need to make that drive, it's like, oh, dude, Albuquerque. Speaking of shows, there is a lot of good music up here. There are a lot of shows, yeah. and there's some really great venues. Um, highlight, I think, so far is a place called the Oriental. Okay. 
which is funny because on the very front page of their website, there's like this huge explanation of why they're still called the Oriental, I think because it's politically incorrect. And they're like, mm-hmm. look, leave us alone. It's an old name, and they have all this, this whole story behind it. But it was pretty good. But it's, a, it's an awesome venue. Yeah. So uh, I recommend it. I still haven't seen anything at Red Rocks. I was up here last July at Red Rocks, first time. Is that, uh, I think I... Snapping Turtles or something? Trampled by Turtles. Trampled yeah. by Turtles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, some bluegrass stuff was pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I missed Billie Eilish there. I'm really bummed out. <coughs> Did you, though? Did you really? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bummed out at all. Yeah. <laughs> the only, and, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't, uh, we'll stay positive. We'll keep it positive. Yes. Yes, we'll keep it positive. <laughs> positive energy. Let's talk about music movies. And I was thinking about this earlier. Okay. And the first one that came to mind uh, was The Wizard of Oz. Wow, okay. I mean, ever since I was little, I've loved The Wizard of Oz. I still watch it. Love it. Timeless classic, right? And, uh, yeah, I remember when I was little, I could see my grandma when I was super little, and we'd skip around to Wizard of Oz. And, That's awesome. You know, um, just a good movie overall. So do you think that uh, is... I mean, it's really hard to separate nostalgia, like our feelings that we tie together with, with something that we've seen when we were young and versus like just the quality of the product itself. Like, do you think you're able to separate some of that at all? I mean, obviously it's a classic. Everyone acknowledges that. Yeah. But like if you were to, can you look at it with fresh eyes, do you think? Yeah, I'm sure I could. But why? Yeah, well. <laughs> why would I want to? It's got too many nice memories. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that thing's almost 100 years old. Oh, my I gosh, think. is it? Was it like the 30s, 40s? I think it was 39, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to do a little fact-checked after this. And we'll I think report it was 39. Wow. Yeah, yeah. My, my mom loved that movie. Uh, um, I didn't have any, like, close-tied memories for it, except that we watched it every year. It used to, when we had, you know, it showed on NBC or ABC every yeah. so often. We'd watch it. We'd always stop to watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, was there? Did you guys have a favorite scene? What did you like the best? Um, what did I like the best? I think I, I think uh, my favorite part was for me when she was when she first started down the yellow brick road and came upon all the characters, mm-hmm. right? Because that's kind of the journey you're building your team. Yeah, <laughs> right? you're finding <laughs> your your purpose. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, that I got deep. What's that? That got deep. Sure. Really yeah. quick, you're finding your purpose. Did you ever try the, is it is that the one that you can sync up with some Pink Floyd, or is that something? Yeah, I think we tried that in college. It didn't work? A hazy night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much of that. Have you heard about the, there's a munchkin in the background? That yeah. You, I heard that's false. Like it was debunked. I've heard different Incorrect. things. I think... I, we used to have a taped version of it. And I feel like I remember at some point seeing the thing in the background. <laughs> but I, yeah, but who maybe knows? it was what I wanted to see. What I don't you know. <laughs> That's not really that important. No, no, no. It's not important. But it is interesting, the different uh, legends that get built up around things that are yeah. around that long. Yeah. And that one definitely has some tales. In fact, I think the last um, Munchkin, I think he was one of the Lollipop Kids. 
passed away within the last couple of years. Yeah, I remember so hearing he about that. He was around for a long time. Yeah. I always get uh, told that I look like the Oompa Loompas in the newest uh, okay. Johnny Depp Chocolate Factory movie. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> My kids like that version. I like the original version. Oh, yeah. I love the original. Gene Wilder. He was I just borderline... It's a music movie. Is it? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not even going to argue your Wizard of Oz. There's a lot of singing in it. Yeah. So I guess we should define like what okay. makes a music movie, really. Well, every movie has music. Right? They all do. But not every movie, like all the cast sings. And there are solos, you know, somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. Okay, right? sure. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a musical. It's subjective. I, yeah. I think that the, the heart of it, I think it, it's kind of like, uh, I can't define porn, but I can, I know it when I see it, you <laughs> yeah. know? I think that's what music, music movies are like that. Like, yeah. so you're saying, what was the, the next one you said? Okay, but anyway, so <laughs> my next one would probably have been Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another one that I, I just love. <laughs> I, I love this. This is yeah. great. What a great insight, you know. And, and uh, it's so entertaining. Yeah. I haven't seen that one since I was a little little kid. It's so entertaining. Well, you can go you got Disney Plus now? I do. I do. Now you can that's your homework. My <laughs> you can do this in 2021. You have to watch we'll, it before then. We'll come back. I, I could probably squeeze in, fact, in sometime between now and then. I did homework last time. Did you? Yeah, you were supposed to watch the uh, Long Strange Trip on Amazon, that Grateful Dead documentary. I failed. And you failed. Well, in a year, I wasn't able year. to get out of it. Wow, dude, you should, you should just... Uh, I, I, I'll just quit right now. You have a pen? Here, oh, oh there's, I think that's the one. <laughs> or... If you can find the uh, the Price is Right one where it goes, <laughs> that's what you. I bet I can. I'll track that one down. Right. I've I've had a chaotic year, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, no to, just didn't get around to it. Like th- I didn't even have a setup to do this kind of thing forever. I don't think I posted anything almost all of last year. It was just when we moved up here, we were living in a little apartment that she got because yeah. she was up here like eight nine months before I was. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't even have. But it's been making me stir crazy at this point because I got to have that creative out outlet in some way. Yeah, and I just and I haven't had that. It's making me nuts. But okay, so we got uh, Mary Poppins. You know what I like best about Mary Poppins? What I can remember the most was Dick Van Dyke pulling his pants down to his knees and yeah. waddling like a penguin. Like a penguin. I remember that. I remember them jumping into the pictures in the sidewalk. Is that a main part of the movie? Is that, yeah. Or is that just like just a one time thing? I mean, it's, it's just one strange acid trip. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the super califragilisticexpialidocious. Is that that song? Yeah. Yeah. When they're doing the horse, the horse race and all that. Yeah. My favorite part, I think, is when they're when they go to. Um, oh man, I can't remember his name, but they end up laughing on the ceiling. Oh. On the or on, yeah, they they float up to the ceiling and they have tea and they're telling jokes and it's hysterical. That's not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the the bubbly. Well, different, <laughs> <laughs> different environment, but yeah. I got yeah. all right. Well, homework that I'm not gonna get to, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, damn it, I feel bad about the last one. All right, so that's two. Uh, gosh, I don't, and I'm maybe embarrassed to say this, but I don't think I've don't. ever seen all of Sound of Music. Okay, never mind. You, yeah. yeah, you should be embarrassed. Yeah. That one's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, I like I that know. one. 
Yeah, it's been a lot of years since I guess. You know what's funny is like he is you because I probably started seeing that movie when I was five, six, seven, eight, Mm -hmm. and then saw it again maybe when I was in high school, and really I don't believe I've seen it since. But looking back, recognizing the Nazis, like I didn't even recognize that whole backstory of what this is set against. Yeah, you know, and until in much later years, and I really should go back and watch that one too because of that. What about Footloose? Footloose is one of my all-time favorite movies. Is that a favorite music movies, hundred percent. That's Very a cool. yeah. That, that one definitely counts. on my list. Absolutely, I can remember that watching that uh, angry dance scene, like when you, yeah. <laughs> like because you know when you're a teenager, sometimes you got to go angry dance, yeah, like <laughs> in a warehouse, in a warehouse, and you're like got these incredible acrobatic moves, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was awesome, man. I still think about that one a lot. You know what else is good? I really liked Walk the Line. Walk the Line was excellent. That was really good. And I was, well, I mean, Joaquin, man. Apparently yeah. he's bringing it. And he, he has been it. for a while. He definitely brought it. Yeah. yeah, they told him, could you bring it? And he said, yeah, I got it. And he, he brought it. Yeah, I've seen that one a bunch of times. Yeah, um, They did their own thing, and that's, what, that's what's uh, super impressive. Didn't they? Because I really liked uh, her interpretation of June. Yeah. Like, June uh, June's great, fantastic, but she did a what uh, Reese? Yeah, yeah, she did a really great job. That was really good. Yeah, agreed. That was a good show. Did you see La La Land? I did like La La Land. It was actually pretty good. I'm not a big fan of uh, Easy A. What I don't know what her name is. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, but Phoenix. but that did good. She's from Phoenix. Scottsdale. Somewhere in that general vicinity. Yeah. Well, I won't hold it against her. It's cool. <laughs> and dirty tea all the way. That's for my peeps in the dirty tea. What dirty up? Tea. <laughs> I've heard that, you know, in a derogatory sense, but we kind of just adopted it. It's like you just own it. You just like, you know, take it and embrace it and just turn it around. Sure. I like the dirty tea. <laughs> just was the, I was just there and, and pretty much just for the dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to go see Black Label Society. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Right on. <laughs> um, I was thinking, when I was thinking of my favorite music movies, uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. Good. I love that one. Um, and it was something about all that classic music that I grew up on. I cannot tell a lie. The fact that like he goes, like the kid gets his first assignment to, to uh, interview and talk about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Obviously one of my all-time favorite greats. Yeah. And then, uh, how can you not love Kate Hudson in that movie? She's just awesome. Penny Lane. Penny Lane, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Next one would be. Would you consider Singles a music movie? Singles? Yeah. Do you remember that one at all? No. Jane, it was another uh, Cameron Crowe film, 90s era, kind of grunge. It was kind of set against the backdrop of the Seattle scene. Oh. Oh. Singles. Pretty yeah, good. No, yeah. that. I like that one. Um, and then uh, Sing Street, which if I had one that I, I could recommend, it's, it's really, really, really good. Um, this guy did one called uh, Once, and then he did Begin Again, and then Sing Street. It's like this little trio of these music movies. They're not related. It's not like single universe kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, they're really, really heartfelt and really, really well put together, and I cannot recommend them enough. But the Sing Street one, I think, probably has my favorite soundtrack out okay. of the three. Yeah, some really great stuff. You brought up, you said Almost Famous, and it made me think of another movie that was uh, 
Did you uh, see uh, the Gaga movie, Stars Born? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. take it or leave it's it. Fine. It's yeah, fine. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, like it's all right. It's all right. I like that one a lot. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a bunch of times. I really enjoyed that. I picked that one up, and I haven't watched it again because I, again, don't have my nice sound set up, don't have my nice screen yeah. set up, so I have a hard time. You know, I always want to give something the proper respect. This came out last year, yesterday. I um, didn't see that. I wanted to see it, though. And I'm not even a Beatles fan. I know Sin, Criminal, but I, I'm not. But, yeah, I really wanted to see that. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Like, you're the only person in the world that remembers <laughs> the Beatles, right? Yeah. And one of the most iconic groups in, in history. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that concept is um, very interesting. It's a cool fantasy idea. Like, yeah. I, I liked the con- like just the concept. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. So then let me pose that to you. Like, so if that could happen to you tomorrow and you could know all the songs by heart of any artist and nobody else remembers they existed, no one else knows them, who would it be? Uh, I don't know. What's the first? What's the, something's got to pop to mind. Well, I mean, the, the one thing that is either the Dead or Metallica. Oh, okay. Those are my yeah. two favorites. Sure. Right, but they 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 apply to certain sectors of society. Sure. Right. I mean, the Dead's been around for fifty plus years, but uh, it's not pop. Yeah. You know? Well, it needn't be. I mean, I think, I think the, the joy would be more in like you enjoying it anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, but if no one had heard it and I started playing it, would others enjoy it? That's because, a good question too. Because in yesterday, he had to, he had to like some of the songs he he knew like he could mm-hmm. easily play, but some he had to like kind of remember and like work through. So he was kind of doing rewrites as he was going, or yeah, like. Um, I can't think of an example, but uh, he he tried to remember one song and he couldn't quite remember it. And of course, you can't Google it. Right? <laughs> but uh, he tried to remember it and he couldn't. But he eventually worked through it, and that was like his next single. Okay. Um, but like the whole time, you could tell like it was like in his in his conscious, like is this the right thing to do? <laughs> <laughs> am I being am I ripping them off? But if no one else knows. I mean, I guess that's a, a funny concept in the first place. But if yeah. no one else remembers them, and something, I mean, maybe he, maybe that's how some geniuses operate, like musical genius. You know, that you're hearing this music, and to them, it's just a natural yeah. extension. They know where the song is going to go. Mark Wahlberg movie, where he takes over as the lead singer of that. Yes, English rock star. Rock star. <laughs> that was a cool movie. That was a really cool movie, man. That's. That's great because that one incorporates the things that I love about sports movies, the underdog story, and then it's like underdog music story. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that Wasn't one. Wasn't that kind of loosely based on Judas Priest? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. it was. I think it was Zach Wilde was in that movie. Oh, he, was he? Yeah, he was one of the guitarists in, in Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon, I yeah. think was the name of the band. Yeah, that. right. Yes. And so was um, the guy from Third Eye Blind, Stephen Jenkins. Oh, really? He was the, uh, he was like the lead singer of the other rival group oh yeah oh the, the one that uh, that Mark Wahlberg left uh, uh 
maybe maybe they replaced, or maybe he was in another group or something. Huh. I can't remember. But he was. I'm gonna group. have to watch that one. I forgot how much yeah. I love that one. I think uh, think Timothy Ollie Fantastic is in uh, the other band too. I like that guy. Yeah. He's fun. He cracks me up. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good call. Yeah. What other musical movies? I think you named three, right? Or four. I think I named three. Um, well, I, I'm going to just lump those three together. Sing Street and Once and Begin Again, because they, they really are really oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say, hmm, I know something's going to like kick me in the face later. And then I'm like, oh, that. I love that. That was great. Um, I know. Immortal Beloved. That's uh, the Beethoven one with uh, Gary Oldman. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that. Incredible performance as he always gives, but yeah, I just love that one. Um, yeah, it's it's really really good. Okay, uh, that's really incredible commentating on my part. It's really really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think what I liked about that was just the humanizing of. Like these classical, this classical artists who we all know, we're all familiar with the pieces, or like at least a lot of them, and then watching that suddenly gives life to this person we did not really know at all. Like I, I, you know, and I didn't study him or his 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 biography or anything, so it just kind of put it in a more human realm rather than just listening to these old classical pieces. Yeah, you know, because those are real guys, and they were wild, and they were all about the metal. I'm fairly certain that Mozart was a metalhead. Okay, that's my that's I, I I posit that a lot of those classical artists were the metal of their era. They were misunderstood, and when it, when some of them came about, they turned things uh, you know upended society, and people were like, "What is all this crazy business?" And they were playing a lot of notes really fast. I mean, it's like Dave Mustaine, it's like Steve Vai, kind of, yeah. you know. And then of course, all those guys are influenced with those classical modes and things that they used to. to uh, yeah. Steve Vai's got some new stuff out. Or maybe it was Joe Satriani. I don't know. It's good stuff. Yeah. And did you come up with the other ones you forgot? Anything else come to mind? It didn't. It <laughs> didn't come to mind. <laughs> the wedding singer's always. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like rocket wedding singer right up into my top five, <laughs> just for the song, the "Somebody Kill Me Please" yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> just that. Oh, I could listen to that any day of the week, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and I think this the end sequence with Billy Idol yeah, on the yeah. plane and just is like uh Glenn Gulia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Julia Gulia, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, that might come back to me, but yeah, I can't remember right now. Let's talk about sports movies. Okay. And the first one that came to mind when you said that was Field of Dreams. Oh, nice call, nice pull. Yeah. Big what baseball what? fan. I also like Kevin Costner. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just cool to think about. You can relive, you know, because the whole thing was like trying to reconnect with his dad. Yeah. Who was a ball player, and the way that he got there was doing all these different things. The voice told him to do. Yeah. Right with the. Uh, Terrence Mann and you know the shoeless Joe and building the field and and all those things like his daughter falls off the bleachers and almost chokes and oh, I remember that part the doctor yeah. you know the kid comes off the field and saves him or saves her uh-huh. it's just so I don't know it just transcends a lot of a lot of things 
um, you know, the physical world, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. That movie, uh, what, I don't did it come before or after? Did you see Eight Men Out? Eight Men Out? Uh, I don't think I did. I don't know if that was before or after or if it inspired Field of Dreams. Know. But it's a movie about the Black Sox. Okay. And it's got John Cusack, <laughs> and I think it has... Uh, I can't remember who else, but it was really, really good, and I kind of watched them together. I don't remember which one came up first, but I really like that. But I think my, one of my favorite sports movies is uh, is Rocky. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love the Rocky movies um, all the way through the, to the Creed stuff. Did you yeah. watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, they're good. I like an underdog story. I like the idea of, of rising up against obstacles to, to overcome. Like, you know, it's just, it's just inspiring. I don't think that's... Um, in any way unique, yeah. But it's just it's nice to be able to to watch that and feel it. Yeah. Um, well, sticking with the underdog theme, Miracle. Ooh, I only saw that one like three years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Yeah. Really good movie. Super good. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I always struggle not to t- to to make because I tried to keep the ruminations, you know, as politically, you know, fair minded and things. Anyway, my whole whole spinoff there was thinking about the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> like beating the Russians. But I grew up in the in the eighties when the Russians were the bad guys yeah, and they've yeah. always been like look out for the Russians. And then that movie uh beating the Russians at their old game. That that must have been very patriotic, you know, at that yeah. time. Like it must have been really something to have lived through. Yeah. Um, um uh, the Sandlot. Never saw it all the way through. Is quite revealing, <laughs> isn't it? I've <laughs> got Disney Plus, man. Is that on Disney Plus too? Yeah, yeah. Is that the uh, uh, Sandlot? That's not the bad. I was thinking of Bad News Bears. No. That's when they lose in the end, right? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is Sandlot. This is the Sandlot. This is how you know when you were a boy and if you played sport or a girl if you played sports and uh, during your summer break you go out and you just play. Yeah, it doesn't have to be baseball. Hide and seek, tag, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's how I grew up. We'd go outside and play until the street lights came on. And whether we were playing uh, ball in the cul-de-sac or yeah. street hockey or, you know, just playing different kind of like ghosts in the graveyard type games. Yeah. You know. So there's some emotional attachment, right? And then you go back to Field of Dreams. Like, I had a lot of catches with. With my dad, yeah, right, and so there's some emotional attachment there, I guess you could say. Um, so the Sandlot, um, rookie of the year. <laughs> I don't know. Just a I know goofy, the name. Entertaining yeah. thing. The kid breaks his arm. He pitches for the Cubs. Whatever. Um, what else did I like? So now you put me on the spot. No, 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 no. Well, how about uh, the other Marky Mark, come from behind to win, Invincible. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Based on true events, yeah. Yeah. That guy up there with the Eagles, yeah. I think I like that one too because it was based on true events and because he was he was in his thirties, so he's younger than I am now, but uh I am always looking for that validation like it's not too late. Yeah. You know, like you, you you can still shoot for your dreams even if you're getting on in years. Yeah. So that that gave me hope. I wasn't even that old at the time I saw it, but I was like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. You can still do your dreams. Um, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Happy Gilmore, yes. Yeah. No, that's a really good one. 
I think that maybe Adam Sandler, that'd be a good thing to look into. Like uh, one-liners, like what movies or what movie stars, uh, whatever writers have had the most quotable movies of all time. And I think some of Sandler's stuff would definitely be up there. Easily. You know, because it, it, it is so cultural, pop culturally sweeping that just about anybody you come across is going to recognize a Sandler reference. Yeah. You know, but I don't know who else quite, I mean, there's, there's others, but it's, it's pretty far up there. Yeah. Um, not really a sports movie, but The Big Lebowski. <laughs> no, there's enough bowling. There's it qualifies. Bowling. It right. definitely qualifies. Uh, Sam Elliott, like wow. Yeah. What a like if I could have one voice, if yes. I could choose someone else's voice, yeah, yeah, absolutely a hero. Yeah. What a what a great great voice. I mean, clearly everyone knows, but fantastic in that. And then, um, did you ever see? Um, have you seen The Ranch on Netflix? I've not. Is it good? You know what? It, I, it goes back and forth between good and bad. What I identify with is because I, well, because I grew up around I ranchers. Like Kutcher, you don't like Kutcher? Uh, yeah. He did Punk, that was all right. I, I never saw a single episode of Punk. Maybe just the, like it five was minutes. Kind of funny. Yeah, it was all right. But uh, really nothing else kind of noteworthy. That 70s show, that's a good show. But Yeah. You know. No, and it's not about Kutcher. Like, yeah. you know, it, but Sam Elliott and the, the down home like vibe of that show spoke to me because mm-hmm. I, I grew up around ranchers and I grew up in a small town and, and I grew up familiar with that when I was youngest when I was yeah. uh, northern Arizona where a little town called St. John's shout out to my SJ peeps <laughs> I got peeps there okay. I talked to them on, on the regular are they going to listen to um, if I send it to them directly okay yeah which I might still do I'll wait for the hate mail then okay <laughs> Yeah, so that's good. That's worth watching. And then he did a movie. Uh, it might have been last year. might have been the year before. Because, again, as I get older, time's flying. You know, you can recognize yeah. it. Was that last year? Uh, a movie called Hero. And speaking of uh, 70s show, Laura Prep on Hot Donna from 70s show. She was in it with him. Mm. Again, like, Hero. yeah, like okay. gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, but so real. Uh, old cowboy movie star. Mm. Gets a, a terminal diagnosis, but he's at the same time being brought up for awards for like lifetime achievement stuff. But he's gone on to not really do anything. Oh. He's had like a uh, like a career early on, and then he's just done voiceover work. And who better to play a character who did voiceover work than Sam Elliott? I mean, yeah. with that voice. But that that movie is really good. It's not a particularly uplifting movie, but it's yeah. still really good. And I don't watch a lot of bummer movies, but that one was good. Yeah, uh, he was good in Tombstone too. That's a good movie. Hoosiers, did you ever see Hoosiers? Uh, Gene Hackman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it when I was young. It's been a while since I've seen that. It's always a good sports movie. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, what is it called? Oh, there was some ice skating one that was pretty good. I Blades, can't of Glory. Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, as much as as much as everyone really likes Farrell, and I like Farrell. I, I feel he shines most as like a side character or a supporting, but he's way too big now to do supporting. Yeah. Like my, one of my favorite roles he had was Frank the Tank in Old yeah, School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he wasn't the focus of the movie, but what a great like supporting role that was. And uh, yeah, 
I think we've had a few nights of trying to replicate Frank the Tank. It's been he, he pops up on Wedding Crashers too. Yes, a great little Chaz, cameo. I think this is Chaz. <laughs> right, funeral crash. No, that's messed up. It's so good, but yeah. so messed up. Um, yeah, so I really like him as just like kind of like in the background. Yeah, showing up just to kind of like For add sure, a little flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not in it, but for some reason that always puts me in the mind of uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, which mm-hmm. I, I realized that I'd watched the un- the unedited or the uncut version so many times that when I watched it, like on Netflix, I was totally thrown off. Like, I missed, like all of my favorite jokes were gone. Yeah. Yeah, so that's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, uh, so, we steered away from it right in the beginning. But let's just answer this this deep philosophical question. And my friend asked me this question uh, just last night, and then I realized later today it doesn't it's not really applicable because religion. I think he was going off the Christian calendar, saying, "Will religion last another two thousand years?" What do you think? I mean, I guess as long as humans are around, right? That's at first I thought no, it wouldn't, and that was my first answer to him. I was like, "No, nah, it's not going to make it." Yeah, but. We've always had religion. Humans. Humans, yeah. Some form of religion. I mean, right. the Mayans, the Egyptians, right? They had their gods, and, mm-hmm. and they, you know, prayed to them and, and sacrificed and did all those kinds of things. And, you know, Native Americans, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Catholicism, Judaism. Religion's been around for as long as humans have. Yeah. Right, animals don't practice religion, right? So <laughs> no. there's got to be humans in place. Yeah. So I think as long as there are humans, then yeah, there's going to be religion. I wonder sometimes, you know, because I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of go back and forth sometimes on whether I have any opinion on the hereafter or anything higher or anything, any higher power. But I imagine, like, what was it in the first humans that, that if, if indeed, if, if we invented God, why? You know, I mean, just to explain natural phenomenon, I feel like it's more than that. And if there was something that inspired us t- to uh, believe in something greater than ourselves. I mean, yeah, it, it, you can't wrap your head around it. No. And I certainly can't. I don't study the Bible. I'm uh-huh. not a, really a religious guy. You know, I'm more spiritual than anything. Um, I believe in myself and I have faith in myself and my my own convictions based on morality and trying to do the right things and trying to be a stand-up person mm-hmm. um, and um, but that doesn't mean that other people are wrong you know yeah I mean there's a lot of ultra conservative people out there and you know Muslim and um, Jewish people and they've got all these different views uh, and different beliefs and, and that's fine whatever that's cool yeah right so I, that and, and you know when I see you know, when you see on the news the, the clashing and the the hate stuff man it's hard to believe that because yeah. it's just one person trying to be right over another and, and you know uh, casting their beliefs as as the supreme belief. Yeah. Right. And then everybody else is wrong, and I just don't subscribe to that. That's not my style. It, you know, I grew up Catholic, uh, did communion and all that. My mom's family was was hugely Catholic in Southern Mississippi, and 
grew up going to church, but it never really, really spoke to me, or I didn't really latch on to it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and that was okay. Right? No, not everybody has to fall into a, a certain religion. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't participate in those kinds of I'm with things. you in the idea of, like, why do I have to be wrong for you to be right yeah. kind of, like, vibe. Like, I, I really can't and I wrap my head around the idea of, of people's belief being so strong that they would hate someone else for their belief. Yeah. As, as, as far as I as I go, it's like, I mean, we may have even mentioned this before, but, and with the new movie coming out, it's applicable and it's kind of timely. Be excellent to each other and party on, dude. Mm. Like, as long as you're not hurting other people and you're not, you know, actively trying to, to, to cause harm, like, I'm really, you know, hey, we're cool. Like, and yeah. I want to believe in, in something grand, and I think that that something grand is... You know, people in life. It's an amazing yeah. thing that we have here. We are already beating the odds by just being here on right. the earth and being alive. That in itself is a miracle, whether you want to ascribe that to a god or anything like that. It's just, it's just astronomically unlikely that we're even here. So why not just celebrate that and be happy about that? Yeah, and I got to tell myself that a lot of times because you see so much bad stuff. <laughs> I mean, just last night, these tornadoes in Nashville. Yeah. Right? A lot of people died. And there, you drive on the highway, or I drive on the highway, I, I travel a lot, and there's so many different ways where you can die. And it's over. Yeah. Right? And you gotta, I don't know that you necessarily need to try to understand that, but if you can just understand that, hey, I'm here now, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. And I gotta do what I gotta do to keep it going and, uh, and enjoy... Just being on the earth and being with your family and your friends and your yeah. children or whatever, um, you know, and, and man, when you get, like I did, when you get a, a cancer diagnosis or some bad news like that, it kind of puts, you, you have a, I, I got a different perspective on life and death. Yeah. Right? Because it makes it that more real. It puts it that much more, you know, right in front of your face. Um, and... You know, I had a lot of people tell me they were praying for me, and that was great. And, and I'm sure that all of that, you know, bubbled up and, and put together probably helped in, in my journey and, and, you know, feeling good about how I was doing and feeling good about my progress and my path and probably helped me out a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, after that, I, I spent a lot of time, probably more time than I should, you know, thinking about what's after life, uh, right? And it's kind of scary because you're never <coughs> going to understand. No one ever knows <laughs> until you get there, yeah. right? And as long as I think is you're a good person and you try to do the right things and you, you, you're nice to people and, you know, um, I think everybody has a purpose. I feel like I'm getting to where I can understand what my purpose is, or at least discovering what my purpose is. That's awesome. And I think a lot of that had to do with my diagnosis and what I went through. Um, I think as long as you're doing those things, you're finding your purpose, you're nice on it, then I think your afterlife is 
maybe pretty smooth. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty smooth. Cool. I like I like that. You know? It sounds good. It's pretty smooth. You know, not a lot of issues. Yeah, it's smooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you're yeah. a piece of shit, yeah, and you do bad things to people and kids and all that kind of stuff, like I don't think it's gonna go too well. No, it's not. It's not gonna bode well yeah. at all. Again, that's something that interests me. Is where does and you can call it morality, you can call it, you know, whatever, ethics, or just, uh, like, I feel like there's something that, that tells us good and wrong, good and bad, there's right and wrong, Yeah. you know, and and sometimes that can get out of whack, you know, the more we politicize things when it comes to, uh, you know, well, I don't know, things that aren't about basic human interactions, Yeah. you know. We won't get into all the other stuff. But I just don't understand people who aren't cool to one another. <laughs> I don't like I I can't fathom uh how that's benefiting them. Like yeah. it's just like just do the right thing and the right thing is to not be selfish, to be to consider others. And if you consider others, yeah. you know, then how much better life would be if everyone would just take a couple minutes of their day and be a little bit more considerate of everybody else that's all around them because you're not you're not on an island it would just be a much happier planet why do people get so upset when they're driving you know what I mean (laughs) that's one of my biggest pet peeves cut off or somebody's going too slow and I've been guilty of this before if somebody's going too slow in the passing lane Uh it's like come on fucker like go move go move over (laughs) you know how to do this like you know you've been driving for X number of years. Like, you know they shouldn't be in this lane, <laughs> you know? But but why do people get so upset that they want to shoot somebody? That, yeah. It's just it's mm-hmm. driving. Yeah. You're, just, you're, just, you're just moving freely down the highway. Why, why Even the person that? driving slow. Like, that's one thing. But it's the aggressive, dangerous driver that's like, look, I... I don't know where you're going and what you're doing, but it can't be worth all these other people's lives that are around you yeah. that you're going to behave that way. And I, I almost want to do like a weekly podcast and just tell stories that I see on the road. Like yeah. it's just like a little five minute. And this week on the road, I saw this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, chill out. It's just. And now that my commute is so much longer, I have so much more road to cover. Is on Colfax? No. Uh, is that the yeah. one with the stairs that go down to the emergency? Yeah, room? it actually. Oh, there we go. That reminds me of another music movie. <laughs> what? Um, Empire Records. Did you ever see that one? Uh-uh. They had uh, Liv Tyler. Uh, shoot, I don't remember who else, but it was great. Fantastic movie. It was. In fact, that one. Oh, see, I knew it would come back to punch me in the face. And then one of my all-time favorite music movies is High Fidelity. Okay. Even though it's more about the guy's relationships, he's working in a record shop, and I saw that movie when I was a kid. I was like, you know what? I, I could do retail, and now here I am 23 <laughs> years later. <laughs> Couldn't get out of it. Anyway, we were talking about drivers, but uh, uh, any parting thoughts or, uh, or are we done? words of wisdom? Oh, we don't, we don't have to be done. You cut me off? No, I'm not cutting you off. You want to go watch you, the Well, you started you, I want to go watch The Sandlot. <laughs> we could watch The Sandlot, or I could make you watch singles, at least like a couple yeah. of the, <laughs> the clips from some of my favorites. Because there's live performances like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Uh, you know, it's it's a really... And um, Pearl Jam plays the fictitious band in... Fictional? Fictitious? Fictional? Okay. Band in the movie called Citizen Dick mm-hmm. that Matt Dillon fronts. Mm. Matt Dillon's the lead singer, and Eddie Vedder is actually the drummer, and they—that's the band in the oh, movie. Okay. But yeah, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it's so good. 
you know, maybe this is just, again, I'm not a scientist. Natalie would probably have better things to say on this. But the more we learn, the more that science progresses, the more it tries to explain away God, at least like to my view of things. Like the more knowledge that mankind achieves, like we start to believe more in just ourselves and in our science than in any kind of spirituality. But I think there's a certain level of uh, the unseen world, whatever have you, that we'll never be able to fully understand and I don't think that science explains the why. It can definitely explain the how, but um, we don't know why we're here. There may not even be a reason why we're here. But when I hear stories about like a little kid who's talking about how they were murdered and chopped in the back of the head in a village like to, like down the road, and then they go and they investigate, and they they find all these things that this like little five-year-old, six-year-old kid is saying happened to this dude... Like, that's crazy. Mm. That's like, there's something else. And I don't think science can explain that. I don't think science is supposed to explain that. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't explain, most of the time, it doesn't explain why. Well, all the time, really, like, why volcanoes erupt. We don't know. (laughs) There's theories, right? There's there's all kinds of theories out there. But science, I mean, it it can tell a story based on empirical data. Yeah. Right? Uh, How this occurs. Yeah. How does um, how does water form, right? Mm-hmm. How does how does water fall from the sky? Where does it go when it hits the ground, right? It goes yeah. back up because it evaporates and does all that thing, right? Why do plants grow? Well, because of this, you photosynthesis, and yeah, <clears throat> all that stuff. But I think people that try to use science to figure out what happens after life or to pr- to try to disprove God, I don't think that's Real science, yeah, it's kind of junk science, and I think it's um, gimmicky almost. Um, you know, science when it comes to medical stuff like this coronavirus, coronavirus stuff, right? I mean, there's a topic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's evidence based, yeah. Right. You can look at a microscope at these cells, and the scientists can go, oh, well, this is this, and this is that. And then the doctors go, well, this is how you treat it, and this is what we can do. you got to develop a vaccine. I didn't realize it took that long to get a vaccine a year. I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? Um, but now that I travel almost every week, and I'm on planes, and you go into airport restrooms, and you yeah. shake every person's hand that you... You know, you got to work with. It's like gross. <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme the other day. It was like we should really work on our non like <laughs> yeah. no contact like greetings. You know, so yeah, yeah, just, just salute everybody. Yeah. Head yes. nods. Head nods. Yeah, you know, a swing here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, speaking. That's funny because the coronavirus. I actually talked to Danielle today uh, in Tucson. Yeah. And she said, I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking for some topics to cover with Sean. Like, what can we chat about? And she's like, how about you talk about coronavirus uh, origin theories? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. That sounds sounds a little dark, sounds a little heavy. And then we went well, back and forth. Let's talk about that. Okay. That's conspiracy theories on coronavirus? Yeah. The first thing that I heard was that somebody ate a bat. That was one of the things. Yeah, bats, bat soup. Bat soup. Yeah. Yeah. Bat kebabs, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever it is, bats. bats. Yeah, because I guess they're carriers or cats. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but are we ever gonna know? Uh, no, probably not. 
Um, like, what, what do they call it? Patient zero? Yeah. Right? That's the first person that got it. Yeah. I mean, that's where science comes in to mm-hmm. try to figure that out of the how. Not the why, but the how. Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about the idea of clearing your mind. If someone tells you, whatever you do for the next five minutes, don't think of a unicorn. Yeah. Too late. You already thought of them. Yeah, I pictured it. Yeah, like immediately, boom, it's in your head. And that idea of of planting ideas and concepts is really interesting to me. So have you ever uh, meditated? No, I don't believe that I have. So I've, I've medit- I mean, I've tried to meditate, yeah. and uh, i got a good friend that um, gets me to do it, and he's big into it. It's like 15 minutes, right? You just A couple minutes to yourself, and you try to clear your head. So I've sat there, and I've tried to clear my head. And, and what I think about, which is ironic, it's almost oxymoronic because you're trying to clear your head, but you still think about, and, and what I think about is, is just clouds passing by. Yeah. Like, I'm looking up at the sky on this day, and there's just clouds going, right? But you're still thinking about something. Sure. So how do you clear your head? How does one clear their head of everything? I don't I don't think you can. A conscious oh, yeah. person can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that someone out there can correct me, and that that's not the case. But well, let's take our caller. Let's take our nope, caller. Yeah. Let's, I, we should try that. We should call your buddy who didn't listen to your last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know what these do. Speaking of higher powers and things like that, that's where I will get the most silly, spiritual, philosophical is around music and that concept. Because that's a whole separate podcast. I don't know that I can even get into it like and articulate my thoughts. I feel like if there were a language of God, if there's a higher power, that's where music comes from. There's, there's nothing else really like it. There's nothing like it really in the natural world. And people, you could say, are natural, but we're kind of outside that natural world as well because we don't balance with the rest of the, the world and, and nature. We, yeah. You know, we're really awful that way. But music, it's just, I don't know anything else to explain. Like, that is something that is above and beyond. The way that it can touch a person, the way that it can, you know, yeah. connect. It's, it's magical. Yeah, it really is. And... I mean, if I had to pick a religion, I'd probably say music is my religion. Yeah. Right? It can cleanse you. It can motivate you. It can uh, make you cry. It can make you laugh. It can anger you, I guess, at some point. And think about There's only a certain limit. There's only a certain amount of notes, <laughs> musical yeah. notes. Sure. Right? Only a certain number of rhythms. Like, and it starts at, like, G. Yeah. Or G flat or G sharp or whatever. Yeah. There's no H. Yeah. It's There's a, no L. <laughs> we got 12. Yeah. They're not counting like Indian music and stuff. They've got like all kinds of weird quarter tones and things. But it still falls within that range. Yeah. Right? And that's the point. Like you've got all, you've got this such a limited range of notes and sounds and there's this infinite amount of music and an infinite amount of music that is still yet to be made. And that's what the great thing about these guys that have been around so long um, is that they've been able to evolve yeah, and, and change what they've been doing and be so dynamic um, and really just try to experiment uh, with not only themselves and, and their interests and their abilities, but with the fans too. Yeah. Right? Um, the, 
example that comes to mind is, uh, you know, after the Black Album, Metallica did Loathe, right? They cut their hair. And <laughs> yes. I really can't wait to see where this goes, too. And they lost a lot of fans, and they was all oh, they cut their hair, a bunch of pussies, and all this other <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. And it was like, and even when I was, I don't remember when Loathe came out, it was probably like 96 or something like that. I hope I'm right on that. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think you're right on. Even when it came out and I saw the album and I heard the song, I was like, man, this, this is still, this is Metallica. Uh-huh. It's different. Maybe a little slower, maybe a little more not as, you know, anti-this or anti-establishment or whatever. Yeah. But this is still Metallica and I can dig it because I'm okay with change. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm able to adapt and just appreciate it for what it is because I know that I like it. I don't know if I could say the same thing about St. Anger. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you draw the line? What about Death Magnetic? Not as good. I like Death Magnetic because it had Unforgiven um, 3 on it. Yeah. Yeah, Unforgiven 3. And I like Unforgiven 3. Man, it's a a saga. It's a story. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a continuation. Um, I never had a problem with the haircuts. I didn't either. Who cares? It's hair hair gross. Who cares? Big deal about that. Um, but the core, I, th- I think, I, I think I understand where you're going. The, the cha- they may change. I mean, for crying out loud, Bowie was the king of, of change, and yeah. he changed entire personas and things. But it's like there's something in it, some kind of through line, whether it be spiritual or heart or whatever it is, that if they're true to themselves, still still stays there. That heart of that band is still there, even if they've tried. They're trying something different. Yeah, the Cure has gone through many changes too. The sure. early early Cure is is kind of punk and then you get into the 80s and stuff and you get into like kind of like very melodically ghosty kind of stuff during disintegration these beautiful uh, layered tracks and then um, in some of the later years they got really aggressive like it's just bands change yeah. the artist has something different to say something different to express yeah I think you should listen to it yeah. at least, or at least keep an open mind if you don't like yeah. it you don't like it yeah but don't look at somebody's hair and go oh well the music's gonna suck yeah that's that's stupid. That's asinine. Yeah, um, that's not what you're here for anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm not here for the hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, music as a religion is is um, you can't explain it, right? It makes you go through all these emotions, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Um, and that's that's a that's a good thing. Music as a religion. I get that. I can yeah. deal with that. If I get more ink, it's going to be this design that I came up with. It's going to go right here with a treble cloth kind of thing that I incorporated a bunch of other designs into. Okay. I just got it. You know, I have two pieces, yet every time I think about getting more work, I'm really scared. I suddenly get really afraid again. I'm like, what if I get an infection? What if yeah. it's poisoned ink? What if, you know, they have to cut my arm off? But probably not. I'm still afraid. What is to be must be. <laughs> what is to be must be. What is to be must be. Yeah. You know, will the current generation have this kind of longevity, or, or maybe why do these people have the longevity that the generation before them didn't? I mean, the Stones are still out there doing yeah. their thing, you know, and Ozzy at 72, granted, aside from the falls and the recent setbacks, was out there touring. I saw him here in Denver the year before last, mm-hmm. but they just keep going. But will 
will current artists have that kind of longevity? I don't feel I like know. they will. I don't think so. But you know, you got to think about this too. Their their biggest platform, in my opinion, is social media. Okay. The albums that albums are not really a thing anymore, right? They make albums and they put them out on Apple Music or you put them out on SoundCloud or whatever. Sure. But now that there's all these different mediums where you can go and get people's music, it's always gonna it's always gonna be there now. Yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, back in the '90s, uh, '80s, whatever, if you wanted to, um, you know, catch the hot song and keep it, you would have to sit by the radio, <laughs> put a blank tape in your cassette, your radio cassette. Yeah. And when that song came on, you'd have to record it. Right? And then you could listen to it later. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I sat next to my cassette Waiting. player with a friend calling the radio station and trying to make a request. <laughs> wow. And the last one I remember yeah. doing, I don't know why, it was um I don't even remember the name of the song. I don't even like this song, but we wanted to listen to it um, so we could learn how to play it because it was popular then. Yeah. It was that guy from uh, House of Pain. It's like, doom, 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 doom. Ah, makes me mad. I can't remember it. But it's not even that good of a song, yeah. but it was popular at the time. Um, but we'd sit there and try to call and, hey, play this or play that. And, um, but you don't have to do that anymore. I can go on my phone in 30 seconds. I got that. Yeah. I got that song. I think that's how these artists now are are uh, really taken advantage of, and they should, because they want their stuff to go on. Sure. Why not? That's it, That brings up so many conversations that have happened in the various incarnations of the Red Room. Like, because they're... The music... Okay, so for example... This is not a musical artist, but she did sing. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Like, she's maintained, like, she's never left the public eye. Right. But you go back another decade before Marilyn, maybe a little more, and those starlets, gone. Now, granted, Marilyn's kind of an, an, an exception to the rule, right? She's yeah. particularly iconic. But I think the same thing's happening with with music. It's It doesn't go away now because we can always go get it anywhere we want. Like, And I don't know what that does culturally or sociologically to people who consume the music. I mean, this is what I mean. Our fans disappearing. I To go find all the Cure B-sides, I had to scour every CD store in, in, in Tucson regularly. I'd have yeah. to keep going back looking for them, and I'd find like a bootleg. And I'd be like, oh man, I finally found that B-side that I've been hunting for. And it's, there's one track out of 50 on this, this import CD, and it's $60, but i got to have that track. Yeah. They don't have to do that now. Yeah. Now, what's the impact of that? Does it mean that they're less of a fan than I am because I had to work for it? I don't Not think necessarily, so. right? No, no, I don't think so. However you've got to get it, like, oops, go get damn. it. Yeah, I, I get that, but if you work for something, don't you appreciate it more? I think so. So I think that might impact the way people appreciate music now. It could. It could. I mean, I'm thinking about like all like the current artists like who's out there now. Like I don't I don't listen to rap. I don't sure. really listen to pop music. But you got like Ariana Grande. You got Beyonce or 
Um, sure, just whatever Cardi B, whoever. Yeah. Are, are they going to be around? Are they going to be as iconic in 50 years as the dead was? As the dead is now. Like yeah. There's a resurgence of this music. There's a new generation that's listening to this music because of the way that they've evolved and the people that they are playing with. Um, like John Mayer, uh-huh. right? Our generation uh, of listeners. He was in college and I was in high school, I think. Um, and But now he's playing with, with the Grateful Dead. Like, yeah. And they're playing sold-out stadiums, right? And there's their, their history is so documented because there's all these tapes of shows, mm-hmm. thousands of shows, right, that have been preserved forever. I can go on my re-listen app right now and I can download a show from 1967 if I wanted to. And I can listen to it. Re-listen app. Re-listen. Okay. I'll show you. I'm going to have to do that right now. There's a plug for re-listen. You hear that, guys? You can always contribute to Throughout Ruminations from the Red Room. Find us on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like this. Re-listen. And again, I'm not trying to pass judgment. I'm just saying it's interesting to me because... Oh, this might be the thing I've been looking for. That might have some of your their cure stuff. I haven't really looked through all these. I, I mean, I looked at. I had a guy in Tucson stuff. who used to regularly drop off uh, cure bootlegs. Like I'd met That's him cool. in a strange, strange way on the Saturn when the Saturn first went online to play Bomberman. Yeah, I mean, this is like a fourteen four K or four, whatever fourteen four modem or whatever it was, early days of online gaming, and we struck up a friendship and. I think the first time I met him was at Zia's on Speedway. Okay. So we went, we're like, hey, man, we'll go buy some music. And it turned out he was a big Cure fan, too, and he just started giving me all these bootlegs, and it was yeah, just cool. you so guys, awesome. There's a bond there, right? I think yeah. we talked about this last year. When you play music with somebody or when you share music with somebody, there's a, there's a, a different level of, of a bond or a relationship that you've established. I think that, that could be said about anything, like if you are a carpenter. Sure. Or a painter or a, a, an athlete or whatever. You've got this different kind of bond than you would have with just somebody you went to school with. Right? Or a friend that you uh, have yeah. had and you've known for a while. Um, but, you know, going back to the, the conversation is the music's going to be, it's going to last forever. It's going to be out there for anybody that wants to consume it. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I do wonder if these guys are going to be around, you know, like uh, like all these iconic people are. And it's going to be a really sad day when they're not around it. Yeah. It's going to be super sad. Because we aren't going to have those anymore. I mean, we're already getting to the point, like you said, where four from Blues Traveler is 25 years old. Yeah. And that's Blues Traveler, who to me still is, a, you know, I mean, they're not a recent band, but you know what I mean? They're not like... I grew up with the, the Stones, The Doors, Joplin, Hendrix, yeah. like that's old classic rock. And then anything that came out after I was in high school is, is new. And again, that's very centrist of me, like it's just old based on my timeline. But like if Blues Traveler is already 25 years old for that hit album, it's just, wow, like eventually, yeah, because we're about to lose Oz at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, that's going to be a really rough day for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, you know... I don't know. But I think that uh, part of my other curiosity with uh, new fans is they don't even 
like you were saying, they don't release albums anymore. They do, but they kind of don't. It's all about singles. Yeah. But that kind of reminds me of the fifties, like when they were when they, people would hit the road with a multitude of artists and they'd go play like two or three of their hit songs, whatever the singles were, and then that's it. And we're kind of at that again in a weird way, but even worse. Like my little sister, I don't think has ever purchased an album. I mean, vinyl's gotten cool again with the hipsters and things, but I mean, she's never yeah. gone to the store and then bought it out and she doesn't know what like cover art looks like you know what yeah. I mean like that's I part of the experience I love going to buy a CD yeah like when I knew when that CD was coming out I was going that day to get it yep and I've done that for the last couple of Metallica albums right I was at the store yes. the day it came out because I wanted it and yes. I'll still buy CDs I, still, yep. I mean I download shit all the time but mm-hmm. Like, I've got, in my car, I've got a, a big blue CD binder. Yes. It's got all my CDs in it. <laughs> and I will take it out about once a year, and I'll just flip through it, and I'll put in, like, randomly, like, Real Big Fish. Yeah. A ska band, or Papa Roach. <laughs> I'll go through my Counting Crows CDs. I'll go through my Blues Traveler CDs. I'll go through my um, Leonard Skinner CDs. And yeah. Just, just, just because I want to be refreshed. Yeah. You know? And see, that's a tangible experience. That's something that that the younger generation, and that sounds makes me sound so old, and I'm not making it about age, but it's just something that they don't get to experience if they don't ever do that. Yeah. Like, I, I still have a CD player in my home. A lot of people, like, my, even a buddy of mine who's six years younger than I am, he doesn't have a device in his house that plays physical media. It's just weird to me. Like, yeah. I'm really worried of that day because Blu-ray players are going away. 4K movies didn't yeah. take off the way they want to. Streaming is all the rage. No matter how good your internet connection is, I'm just telling you it's not the same as when you put in a disc and yeah. you get to actually listen to it or, you know, and yeah. um, it's just a different, it's better. I went and bought the new Aussie. I bought, I, I bought it on iTunes, pre-ordered it, got my extra free tracks, Downloaded it the day it was available, and then I went out and bought the CD. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. That's just the way I like to experience it. Yeah, I got a record player in my house. I bought it about a couple of years ago. Because nice. I'd never had one. Yeah. And I wanted, I remember, I think my mom's like, why do you want to listen to the, like the, the scratch or the, the, that feedback? I'm like, because that's, because it was recorded. That's, that's what good, I want to listen to. Like, <laughs> I didn't have that experience, so yeah. I, you know, I want to see what it was like, and I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, the, the dynamic range of vinyl is greater, too. It really does yeah. sound better. Yeah, I mean, it sucks i got to get up and flip the record after, like, four or five songs, but whatever, I don't care. It's cool. It's cool. And I like it, and I think it sounds good. And, yeah. You know, whatever. It's a cool experience. I'd like to get a record player still. But now we have Bluetooth. <laughs> there are record players with Bluetooth. No, I'm saying, uh, you, you talk about physical devices. Um, yeah. You know, where you insert a CD or a tape or a, a, a record. And now you don't have to do that. You just nope. hit connect and it, whew, it sends it through the air. Yeah. I mean, the, and don't get me wrong. I love the convenience of it. Oh, yeah. And that, like, if you told, like, 14-year-old Mitch that he was going to carry around tens of thousands of songs in his pocket, like, would not have believed you. Like, sometimes the future is greater than we ever imagined. Yeah. Like, I was just thrilled walking around with my, like, auto-reverse cassette Walkman, you know, when I was a kid. Like, yeah. One tape. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was fancy. Or your no-skip Discman. 
That was pretty fancy. Because yeah. if you hit a bump in the yeah. car, yep. Wait a second, it'll come back. <laughs> it'll just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. see now the the trade off is just like a bad internet connection. My buddy's got his <laughs> Apple Play, and we were driving around listening. He was like picking new tracks to listen to, and every once in a while it just go dead. They're just like these little like yeah. skips and stuff. I'm like, you know, if you had a CD player, dude, it would, we wouldn't have this problem. See, look, you get you getting all uh, sleepy on me over there. See, it's nice four. What are we doing? It's like the middle of the night. We're having fun. <laughs> That's what we're doing, man. Yeah. Well. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I have still not found, like, I just want to find, like, a cool blues bar. I need, like, a blues bar. I need a jazz bar. Because sometimes I just want to go and just sit and listen. And just, but uh, that stuff's gone away, too. I feel like I'm just going to miss out on that. I've walked, we've bumped into live music just on accident. In fact, when I went to Tucson last week, uh, my buddy was taking me to Parrish. We were just going to, you know, just chill. Walked in, and it was like a crazy Mardi Gras party. And there was mm. this crazy funk band just tearing it up. And we're like, all right, we'll stay here. This was, this was a lot of fun, and they were really great. But a consistent blues bar, jazz bar would be cool. It would be. Um, do they make those? I'm sure they do. You just got to find them. Yeah. 2021, I guess? <laughs> do you do these remotely? Yeah. That's why I was trying to get you to hook up your phone to, to it so that we could call your buddy who wouldn't listen to us <laughs> to listen to our last podcast. Just so bring, bring, get him right here and just put him on the spot. Let's let's set up. <laughs> okay, so if, I, if I'm in Arizona or whatever, I can just call in or something? Or Yeah. Let's set up a time. We'll set, I'll coordinate with him, and we'll really, we'll really give him the business. Yeah, man. In well, fact, thank man, you. I've been sitting here. I mean, how long have you been doing this? An hour and a half? Uh, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah I haven't really thought about anything else. Kind of felt like this is the only thing going on in the world. That's good. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> take your mind off things for a little bit. Yeah, good. Have a real discussion. You know, I talk good. to nine and twelve year old children on a regular basis, uh, and I talk about people doing dumb stuff at work all the time. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of cool to get down to get down to the things that, that that really matter and things that you're passionate about. So, appreciate <laughs> it. well, thank you very much for taking the time. Like when I got your text. I was just like, oh, my God, i got to get this shit set up like so that we can do this. Yeah. Um, and because I, I just really enjoyed the last time we talked. Yeah. And I think you have a really great perspective, and so I was really excited. So thank you. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate it. We do this more it. often now that we can. Now we can do the phone one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's easy, man. I can sit in the hotel room at night or <laughs> just sit there and talk, right? Yeah, absolutely. So cool, man. Cool. Well, for the Red Room, this has been Mitch. And Sean. Have a great night. Thanks.